Welcome back once more to Authentic Christian Conversation. It's your girl, Jessica, and my co-host and sister, Julian. Hi, guys. I'm over here in Toronto. All right. And I'm here in the JA makeup. So lucky. Right. Uh, well, I have to say, guys, um, we're testing out. Like, I moved my fan to a different um, location because... Keep mine. How come you're... Not cool. You're, just going... <laughs> you're telling too much. But anywho, yeah, because I guess, That's what yeah, because of the lighting and everything and her being in the room, um, we had complaints before about the fan being loud in the background, even though we can't hear it. Even when I'm editing yeah. the video, we yeah. can't hear it. But I guess when we just post it online, people can hear it. But she tried to move it. Um, to a better location, so hopefully there won't be any disturbance today. Yes, we will see you all in the yes. video. <laughs> That'll be really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Jessica. So, the, to <laughs> so the topic today is manifesting godly. So before we actually get into the topic, we want to make sure that we say a prayer. And I'm asking Jessica to lead the prayer today. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's just um, close our eyes and um, go to the Lord. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that your word declares that morning by morning, new mercies we see, O oh Lord. And we know that even though we come short of your glory, O oh Father God, you still um, you still give us the grace to carry on, oh Lord. And so as we do this show for your glory and for your kingdom, let your name be glorified and lifted high and let self be slain, oh Lord. Um, help us to stay on track and let the Holy Spirit speak through us what you would like your people to say because these are your creations. We are your creations. And so use us according to your will. And let it be done in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Good one. Was it actually my turn to pray or your turn? It was yours. I'm I'm not sure. Are you sure it was mine? I think I was the last person because, anyways. No. We can talk once about it's your topic, you pray, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I, <clears throat> I was mixing it up. I thought last time I was the one that did it, and we were alternating, right? Okay. But yeah. Okay. So um, uh, as we mentioned, guys, today's topic is manifesting godly. And so um, if this is a term that you have heard before, because oddly enough, Jessica, when I mentioned it to her, she was like, what are you talking what? about? And so <laughs> some people might be referring to it as manifesting things. Some people might call refer to it as law of attraction. Some people also call it scripting. So you might hear um, different terms, but they all essentially mean the same thing. And essentially, um, the law of attraction is the ability to attract into our lives or whoever's performing it, their lives, whatever uh, they are focusing on. And so I don't know if you guys have come across it. I have come across it. I shouldn't say daily, but like I just see so many different people talking about it. I see people on YouTube talking about it. I hear people talking about it in person. I see people on Facebook, Instagram. I see celebrities. I see everyone talking about it. And to me, it just seems like it's the new thing that everyone's starting to do because <clears throat> what they tend to do is they tend to ask for a lot of, how would I say, they're being very vain in the things they ask for, like, oh, I want a better car. Oh, I want to... I want a hundred thousand. Oh, I want this. I want that. But it's always I, 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 I that I'm finding um, when they're asking for certain things. So Jessica, when you watch the videos or listen to any podcasts or read anything about it, what did, what came to mind for you? Well, when, when you, um, when you shared the three videos and um, we'll put them up, in the description box. Um, the first video um, was, I think, someone named Shaneka or something along that. And 
Um, she was very bubbly and she was um, talking about scripting, <laughs> manifesting and how everything she's ever written down in her journal, which is essentially how you do it, why it's called scripting. You're scripting your life. You're saying, okay, this is what I want for myself and uh, I'm going to write it down and I'm going to thank the universe and you know, I'm going to picture it, it as it, as if it's already happened. And essentially, she says, that's how she is where she is in her life, because she continues to manifest the things that she wants. And I, it didn't, it didn't sit well with me. Um, and I remember, I don't know if it was before I watched the video or while I was watching it. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit the word Gnosticism. And I said, okay, I know I have a general idea what Gnosticism is. Um, the most common, um, the most common tenant of Gnosticism is that the, um, you know, we are, our material world is, is evil. And, you know, we can have secrets like Jesus revealed secrets to persons while he was on earth and this secret knowledge you have to kind of like um it, to me it's it's mixed a lot with the um with buddhism because buddhism um believes in the middle path and you have to deny yourself um and essentially find um yourself in in line with the universe and then um so i i found it was a little bit mixed with Buddhist um, tenets where it believes that, you know, you have to go look within yourself to connect to something outside of yourself and, and your body has nothing to do with that. That's just a vehicle that's carrying you, but you can escape from this world. There's that escapism um, when you connect to the secret knowledge that Jesus left behind. And, you know... <laughs> Right away, I was like, wow, this is just very ungodly to me because mm -hmm. looking in the scriptures, um, it, it, to me, why would Jesus want to leave secret knowledge with some people and not other people? He's, he's God, the, you know, the all-loving, the all-forgiving God. Um, what would be the point of coming to earth, you know, um, Re, uh, uh, incarnating into flesh um, to die for our sins only to have only some people have some type of secret knowledge it just it's not in line with the rest of scriptures hence why it's a book it's called the, uh, the, the book is called like uh, the, uh, uh, I can't pronounce it Apocrypha. <laughs> so it's not included in the bible it's, it's considered a, um, a text that is outside of the bible and, and so mm. when I was looking at, um, you know, where, where did this idea, what's the, the origin of this idea? I came across this guy that was talking about the book of Thomas. And apparently um, in the mid 20th century, um, these texts were found called the Nag Hammadi texts. And in them, there was a lot of Gnostic, um, Gnostic um, texts that persons who believe in this type of um, system or set of beliefs, because it's not an actual religion, it's just a trend within Christianity that picked up on other religions at the time. And so um, one book that they focus on and um, that I've read about is the book of Thomas. And because he was a disciple of Christ, apparently Christ, you know, his book focuses on these secret teachings that um, you know, you, you're meant to obtain this um, for, for um, going back to the Buddhist term, enlightenment, where you can escape this evil body, this material world, and be enlightened through Christ. And there's just this secret knowledge um, that you gain from it. And so, as I said, it didn't gel with me just because it just is not in line with scripture. And it, it doesn't make sense in terms of the sacrifice that Jesus would have made, but hence why they don't really believe that, um, you know, Jesus actually came in the flesh. They believe that, you know, that it was just a representation essentially. And, you know, so there's just a lot of um, 
a, a lot of um, different points of view that they disagree on mainstream Christianity. Um, and so that's why they are called the Gnostics because they believe in um, the Greek word for um, knowledge is gnosis. So there's just this secret knowledge that you can attain if you can just tap into the secret teachings of Jesus, essentially. And as I said, it, it didn't sit well with me. Um, I like the other two videos that you shared that, that were um, saying why they didn't necessarily agree with scripting and because what you told me and what they were saying was that there are even Christians who are borrowing certain um, certain beliefs from the uh, a lot of because it's, um, one of the videos said it's new age and so they're borrowing a lot of a lot of this new age um, philosophy and they're picking and choosing which one they like and applying it to their Christian faith because it's based on faith and they're saying you know the law of attraction which is another um another term for it is based on faith the law of attraction is just a substitute for faith because you know um with your faith if you have the faith of a mustard seed you can move mountains and so you know if you if you believe in this then god will do it for you but the problem as one of the videos said is there is no focus on god and even the mm -hmm. main video that you sent me she talks about the universe. She talks about, I think, the higher being, but there's no focus on Jehovah, God, the creator of the universe. And so yeah. already there is a flaw in their reasoning. They're, um, they're focusing on, on creation and not the creator. And that in mm -hmm. itself is, is the issue with the whole scripting, is that you're not, because you can be a uh, the other thing about the teaching is you can be of any religion and do scripting. So that's why it's pulling Christians, but it's, it can also pull Buddhists. It can pull, you know, even atheists because it's all about focusing on the universe. It's not, and it, you don't have to put a name to it. Whoever you believe is going to do this for you, whatever you want from it, you as long as you are power, um, as long as you're positive, you don't bring in any negative energy. That's another word they use, you know, negative energy and all of that. Then you will benefit from this, but that's just not how God works. Um, if that were the case, we wouldn't we wouldn't need God. Let's be honest. But He knows what's best for us. He knows what's best for His children. You know, mm -hmm. so we. As much as yeah, that would be great that every time we want a house or a new car or a new or better job, he gives it to us. But then, how how will we grow in certain areas? How will we mature? You know, how will we learn the value of of, of hard work and 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 how to appreciate things if we know that as soon as we want something, he'll give it to us? That's just not the God that we serve. I mean, mm -hmm. why would Jesus? you can come and die for us then you know mm -hmm. you could have just stayed in heaven and be like you're all saved you're all you know like that, that's not a biblical principle that that we ascribe to um in the like um mainstream christianity if you want to say it just yeah. doesn't drive with what what we believe in and it doesn't make sense for god to do this in in my opinion because i mean the greatest teachings i have learned is through hard work is through um, being turned down and telling, being told no, and through failures, it's developed character and made me appreciate certain things when I have them. And so, um, this focus on universe or getting things as soon as you script it or you know positive positively focus on it, it's to me it, it's just not in line with scripture. Mm -hmm. And I just think overall the movement of it is nothing of God because. Where does God get glorified in that? One of the things you mentioned was that um, if 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 it was if the world was supposed to operate as such, then like you said, we wouldn't need God anymore. You would essentially you would become God because all of a sudden you can create things, you can attract things, you can you can do this, you can do that. So why would you need God? And 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 that's just something that I noticed as well when I would watch videos or hear people talk about it. It's a lot of I, 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 
and nothing. Oh, God is helping me do this. Oh, God. And like you mentioned, too, all they talk about is the universe. Yes. And I'm thinking, like you said, that's the creation, mm-hmm. not the creator. And so I'm thinking if, if, if there's things that people are doing out there where God is not being glorified in it, then it's not something that we should be doing. That's just my honest opinion. But I find that it's very attractive to people because if, let's be honest here, who wouldn't want to have $100,000 come in, yeah. especially if you're someone that's living pay to, paycheck to paycheck or if you're just really broke? Who, yeah. That's very attractive to people. Those are things that we like, you know? Who wouldn't want a new car? Who wouldn't yeah. want a brand new house? So uh-huh. I find that it's things that appeal to, to, how would I say it, our vanity. It appeals yeah. to our vanity. So it's nothing of like, oh, God, please help me on my journey to, to, to get a house. Help me on the, my journey to get a better a job. In the meanwhile, let me prepare, oh, Father, so that when that opportunity knocks, I'm ready. It's nothing like that. It's more of you focusing on material items, um, material circumstances, and then it's it's like it, it's like it becomes like like it, it's like you're essentially worshiping, yes, whatever you're I, trying to get. Idolatry. Idolatry. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking of the term, but I wasn't sure if that was the proper term for it. But yes. that is just I don't know. To me, that's just very far left. But I think where a lot of um, and, and, and we're referring to Christians as well, that when they do this, this is why we believe that Christians should not do it because God does not get the glory and that you are not building anything with God. You are not thanking God in anything. It's just more you, 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 I, I, I. Yeah. And so yeah. one of the, one of the things I notice a lot of Christians try to justify with manifesting law of attraction scripting is that um, they try to use that scripture where they said um, life and death is in the um, is on the is, is a power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was kind of just like, I feel like they might just be misinterpreting the script because I feel like more. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jessica, but I feel that what that scripture is saying is is talking about. Um, Kind of like as if you're cursing someone as opposed to like you speaking blessing into someone's life and but you're using it in terms of including God as in as in the framework. Yes. Um, so definitely. I, so I don't see I can kind of see where they might get confused with 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 that saying, but it's not that's not what the scripture is referring to. But I just see a lot of them would use that that term to say oh well life and death is in the tongue and why can't why is it different if I'm doing that but like we've answered before God is not getting any glory in that and you are essentially worshiping those items that come into your life and so I also that's what a lot of them ask like what's the difference between law of an attraction and speaking things into existence right that's what a lot of them want to know what the difference is and the difference is God is present in one and God is not present in the other. And so if you as a Christian, you obviously believe that Jesus is Lord and Savior and died for your sins. Everything you should be including Jesus in. Everything that you do, every choice that you make, every decision you try to to make, God should be involved in some way or fashion. You should be praying to God about it as a matter of fact. So if it's something where you're 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 writing things down and you're thinking about it and you want it to turn it into your reality, you want that to become your reality. I kind of also see that as like a form of like not just worshiping, but like it's like you're opening your spirit to certain things out there, worldly things out there. And I, I don't think a lot of people really understand how dangerous that can be. Because one thing I I also read online, and I'm not saying this is for every single situation, but I, I was reading even, I was watching a video and one of the girls even commented and said, you know, I had a friend that used this whole manifesting thing to get a man and that man ended up abusing her. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be the same thing for every situation, but my point is when you're working 
in the I, w- I would say in in the evil realm of things, you can't mm-hmm. expect you can't expect um, good from that. It's like you're you're um, you're planting corn, but you're planting corn and you're hoping to get corn, but then you end up reaping something else. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, I might be mixing up. You're planting. You can't plant corn and reap carrots. You know. Okay. If you're planting, if you're in, if you're doing bad things, if you're planting bad seeds, you're going to get bad. You're going to reap bad things. Is what I'm trying to say, essentially. So essentially, um, because they are um, calling things into being, but it's not through a godly or a divine um, way of doing it. You know, they are going to be root reaping from whatever source is providing it for, for them. Exactly, exactly if, what I'm trying to say. You're not, mm-hmm. If you're not benefiting from things that God is blessing you with, then it's the enemy that's blessing you with it, and or I sh- not blessing, it's the enemy that's giving it to you, and that is not beneficial for your soul because the wages of sin is death. And so as you pile on these material things, and one of the video rightly says, what... What is the point of, you know, gaining the whole world and losing your soul? But why do you want all these materialistic things that will not guarantee you eternal life? Um, so you have to have a relationship with God. And through that relationship, we know that he is our source. He is the one that will bless us. And I think we've talked about it before, Julian, the fact that, you know, a lot of times we, we are in need of something and sometimes we think of it. And the Lord has already provided it for us. Mm-hmm. Lord said, and um, David has said, you know, he's old and now he, he's been young and now he's old and he's never seen the righteous forsaken and this, nor his seed begging bread. Um, mm-hmm. His word also says, you know, he, if your earthly parents give you good gifts, how much more will he give you? You know, if you ask him for a stone, he won't, he won't give you like... Um, uh, like essentially, he's not going to give you what you um, don't ask for. So we can know that God is a good provider. And so we don't need to go to anyone but him for our source. But when you are scripting or you're manifesting, and I have to say one thing that I didn't like about the definition of the law of attraction is whatever is in your mind, that is what will become your reality and I have to say that it is a really dangerous thing because the mind is one thing that isn't saved um it's our spirit that gets saved and and the holy spirit solely works on us which is because we're tripart we're body soul and spirit when we accept Jesus Christ he comes into our spirit and that's how we become born again but the mind is not saved it's something that we always have the ability to choose that's something that God does not come in and yes he um, the word declares that we should have the mind of Christ but the way we do that is renewing it daily and washing it in the word and even then we will still fail and falter so if you especially as an unbeliever is manifesting whatever comes into your mind and your mind is not renewed um, by the spirit of God it's it's not renewed by the word of God then you are manifesting things outside of what God wants for you because and it's not that because we're Christians we're always going to want like our you know our will and his will is different and that's why we always have to come in line with his perfect will and we have to keep always seeking him right but when we manifest we're completely taking him out of the equation and we're completely thinking um of ourselves because you know um that's essentially what the soul is it's it's our body and our and our spirit um it's our body and you know, our will, our mind, our intellect, those two are meshed together. And so those are controlled outside of God unless we allow God to take control of us. That's what it means to be kind of, you know, drunk in the spirit, under the control of the spirit. But at the same time, there is a war that is always going on between, you know, flesh and spirit. And so we know that mm-hmm. even as Christians, 
we have to be careful when it comes to our mind that if we think that we are manifesting and we it's it's faith um if, if it's things that are being borrowed from this new age philosophy then we are going against what the word of god says because you know he says he's a jealous god he doesn't want us to serve any other God but him. And so when we're going outside of him and boring and picking and choosing what we want of this philosophy, which is not of him, which which says you don't, you don't, you just need to focus on a higher being. It doesn't say that you need God himself, then you <clears throat> yourself as a Christian are practicing ungodly things. <clears throat> and I know it's a fine line between, okay, faith and and law of attraction but as you said so rightly the difference is is god in the center of it is it mm-hmm. god's will for your life is mm-hmm. this something that will glorify god because one of the videos so rightly said he's never heard anybody say you know i'm going to manifest um more evangelism because i want the word to go forward more i'm going to manifest um you know me doing certain things that will glorify God. It's always materialistic gain. It's always things that will um, make self feel good and not make God feel good. So mm-hmm. um, definitely in dangerous territory when we think that we are um, doing the right, but we're doing wrong. So we just mm-hmm. have to be careful when it comes to this manifesting thing. Yeah. And um, one scripture that I came across was Ephesians 5 um, verse 11 and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them wow. and so that's what I was um I, I think it's tied heavily with the topic that we're covering today because you know some people as a Christian, you might think that something like that is of God and, oh, you know, God created the universe and, you know, that can, that's connected with God. But no, <laughs> you are, you are worshiping the creation, not the creator. And so if that's something that's not of God, then that just means that's of the enemy. And so as a Christian, you need to have that spirit of discernment to pick up on certain things to say, Something is not right here. If if yeah. God is not involved, if 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 you can do this of any faith and even non-faith and do these things and get these worldly things that you want, these material things that you want, that's something that you should be walking away from, not walking towards. So that's why I thought the scripture was perfect for this topic because it's telling you to to reject the the evil things that are out there. Don't uh-huh. build that. Don't have that that, that connection yes. with it. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. And I don't um, I don't know the full context of the text, um, but just from from reading it, it said the word that I that stuck out to me um, is unfruitfulness. Fellowship with unfruitfulness. Now we mm-hmm. know that when God speaks about fruitfulness, um, the first time it's mentioned is in Genesis, and you know He tells Adam and Eve you know, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So here we see that fruitfulness has to do with something that God wants to benefit mankind. This is something, and we know that having fellowship means like that there's a connection there. There's there's some type of um, like relationship there. So what I'm getting from the text and how it all ties together is if you are having fellowship, if there is that connection to something that is unfruitful meaning that it's not going to produce fruit that will be beneficial to the kingdom of god and it's benefiting the kingdom of darkness then that's something you have to walk away from you have to mm-hmm. remove those things mm-hmm. um, i i know that especially when it comes to ephesians that's the most famous um scripture i would say is you know um we wore uh, you know, Ephesians 6, verse 12. Or the rest mm-hmm. of the day. I already oh, got it safe, sis. <laughs> <laughs> right? And and so it's, if, if we look and we're seeing that in, in the previous chapter, it's talking about unfruitfulness. And then we go to the following chapter and it's talking about, you know, not be, being careful that we're, and knowing that we're not rest, wrestling with flesh and blood. And so we also have to recognize this when we are associating ourselves with these, we, with these, 
philosophies that, you know, when you are begin to internalize them and let them influence you, you are now allowing the flesh, you are now allowing the flesh to give into these um, um, spirits that are ungodly and, and that are spirits of darkness working against the kingdom of light. So we mm-hmm. just have to so careful and know that manifesting is not something of God. Um, I know when the Holy Spirit dropped it in my spirit about Gnosticism, I, I was struggling even before I came on this broadcast with like I was saying, you know, Lord, how how does it tie on? How does it tie in? Because um when when you look at Gnosticism, um and I have to tell you guys, Ryan Reeves, R-E-E-V-E-S. Um, I got my information on Gnosticism. He's a a really good source um, when it comes to like Christianity, ancient Christianity. Um, So this is where I got the information about what Gnosticism is. So he was saying that the the main beliefs of Gnosticism is about the created world. It's about salvation and and it's about the life of the believer. Um, He goes on and he says three fundamentals of it is that the world isn't real, it's evil, and you can't get any true knowledge from it, Um, that there's hatred of the world, um, because sin, they believe sin is physical, it's something that that is like attached to our physical body, and then three, there's this elitist knowledge or secret knowledge, and I was saying, you know, Lord, how does that, how does that tie in to this whole um, manifesting, and and he said, if you look at it, um, he said, the um, the misconceptions about Gnosticism is that um, it's not a full religion. A lot of people think that there was a following of Gnosticism. It's 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 not even a single set of beliefs. It's different trends that have come along with different theological fronts that are attached to it. And so we can see that um, ties in when we look at manifesting. It's not it's not a full religion. Um, it's no single set of belief per se, because um, it's not that Christians are following it, like different um, religions are following it, but it's it's just a trend that has happened on different theological fronts. So we can see that um, manifesting um, for the Buddhists, there's manifesting for the Christian, there's manifesting for the Sikh, and each of them may be going to this higher source that they want to, to get it. For, for the Buddhists, it may be Buddha. For the Christians, sadly, they they think it's Jehovah. I mean, he, he does provide, but not in the sense of manifesting. He's sovereign, and so we can't take that sovereignty from him. But this is this seems um, what I got from it is that it's just it, it's an it's a it's a neo um, Gnosticism, if you want to say like it's a it's a branch off from the original belief system of Gnosticism, where it, it still um, has its tenement, tenants, where um, it's trying to, to pull God at the center of it, if, if you're a Christian, but at the same time, it's going outside of God, because the original Gnostics, yeah, they believe in Jesus, but they believe he didn't he didn't come and he wasn't reincarnated and he came to give special knowledge. And so they were still distorting the gospel. And if you're a Christian and, and you're practicing this, you're, you have to distort the gospel in order to practice this because you have to go outside of what scripture says and you have to now, um, you know, essentially go to God in a certain way to obtain or to pull um, from the universe these things that you want. And as, as I was saying earlier, that's not how God works. So it's kind of this neo form of Gnosticism that is, has just creeped in and that a lot of people are, it's attracting people because I guess that's why they call it the law of attraction. Um, so that, that's my whole take on this whole um, scripting. <laughs> Say something. We dove pretty deep into oh. it. <laughs> I, I just hope I, I don't know. Clear. I hope I hope I didn't lose anyone. Yeah, there's a topic I kind of want to delve into that kind of deals with it, but I kind of feel like it will be too heavy. <laughs> well, go go ahead. We we can we can touch the surface if anything. We can touch the surface. Yeah, like maybe we can touch the surface of, uh, surface of it because 
I would definitely want to make sure that, um, I don't know, that we just have a little bit more preparation for it if we were to go into it as deep as I would like to. Okay. But you know me, I love to bring up my thousand and one videos that I like to watch. <laughs> but I don't know why, but when I think of the topic, this is what I think of. So, you know, that Cindy Trim video that I've brought up in the past, um, Cindy and it's called Cindy Trim. Yeah. And she's with, with Juanita, um, with Juanita Bynum. Bynum. Okay. I, okay yeah. I'm her name, last name correctly, but um, I think it's called Women on the Frontline. I, I believe so. And so the video, there's, you can go on YouTube and look it up, but we'll link it. But one of the things she mentions, uh-huh. and correct me if I'm wrong, she mentions that there's three heavens. Okay. And so she says um, there's the earth, uh-huh. there's, um, and, and she goes into dimensions, but that's too heavy. But there's the earth, there's, um, what do you call it? Um, like space and um, like the planets and all that, that's the second heaven. Mm -hmm. And then the third heaven, or I think she said there's four, but let's just say there's, I think it's either four or three. And then the third heaven, it's three, right? Three is the most- Maybe it's the dimensions that she breaks down further. But the third heaven is where the angels and God resides. Or sorry, the second heaven, Second heaven has angels as well, but it's the angels that have fallen. Demonic. That's the demonic realm. The demonic realm. Okay. Uh So the reason why I wanted to touch on that is because a lot of the things that I'm, that these people were referring to, oh, the universe and the fact that they're um, thinking about things and manifesting them and them um, coming through. Uh We all know as Christians that earth that's where that's where the enemy has authority dominion mm-hmm. dominion yes yep. so in the second heavens where we're talking about the universe and all that stuff above mm-hmm. that would connect in a sense because that's where the demonic mm-hmm. realm of things reside yeah. correct yeah. Right? You see, you see where I'm going? You see where I'm going? I was going somewhere. It took me a while, but I'm going. I'm getting there. The reason why I'm saying it slowly is because I, I want to make sure it makes sense. And so that when people are watching this, they're following along as well. And that I'm not, because I've already watched the video, but they haven't. So right. I'm just explaining it clearly so people can see where I'm going with it. But my point is, if you're, if you're, I don't want to say the term praying. If you're um, manifesting pulling. things, I was pulling from pulling from that realm of things, that demonic realm. Yeah, there's you're you're opening the door to so many things to come into your life. Mm-hmm. So and so I, that's why I feel like it would be too heavy for us to really get into. But that's what I felt was this was related to because. To be honest with you, when I watched that video, I didn't even know there was three heavens. The fact that in the Bible it has an S, meaning there's multiple, I never put that connection there. Ah, so that's just something I felt in the like my spirit felt to bring up because I think a lot of people would still watch the video and be like, well, I, I'm doing it and I'm getting what I want and I still pray to God. So I don't really see what I'm doing wrong here. All right. Well, then we can dive into Daniel. Everybody knows the story of Daniel. Um, he prayed and he fasted for 21 days before he got an answer. And so Gabriel came and was like, listen, um, from the first day you prayed, God answered. But on my way down from the third heaven into the second heaven, you know, he got held up and he had to call on Michael to come war because michael is the warring angel and gabriel is the messenger angel right so michael came took care of that then he came to daniel and delivered the message so that should show you right there that when when you are a child of god you are dependent on god if you if your prayers are not going up to the third heaven then what you are doing when you are asking for things Outside of God, you are pulling from this 
demonic realm. You are pulling from the second heaven. And remember, Satan have no problem for blessing with house, land, and car because all, all he wants is for you not to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And material things will keep you from that one. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. You know, he's going to mm-hmm. allow you to be distracted by the things of this world. And mm-hmm. so if, if you venture off into that danger zone where you are now depending on this second heaven as your source, then you are no longer looking to the source, which is God. And so that is why it's so dangerous. You cannot um, allow um, anybody outside of God to be your source. And so, yeah, we know that the enemy, he has the ability to give you things, right? That's a subject in itself. But when you get these things, then what? Then what? I mean, this girl, you know, she was so happy and she was so bubbly and she scripted everything in her life. And her life seems great. I mean, on camera anyways, you know, people were saying, oh, she's so contagious. Oh, my God, she's scripting her contagious, um, bubbly attitude. And I'm like thinking, well, what does all this matter? What does it matter if you are continuously jovial for your entire life? At the end of your life, that is what people will have to say about you. But then what? You know? You're going to die. You're going to die left the car. You're going to die left the house. You're going dead left the nice body or whatever. But then what? That's, I think, what Christians need to ask themselves. Yes, the Lord wants us to be blessed and to be happy and he doesn't want us to live below our means, but that is temporal. You know, the Bible says what we see is it, it, um, temporary, but what we don't see, that's what's eternal. And so how is all of this going to help you with the eternal? That is what you need to ask yourself. If I get this, if I get that house, if I get that $100,000, what are you doing with it? How is it going to help you with eternity? Why are you going to pay God? You plan to bring money to heaven? Because, you know, mm-hmm. the cattle on the hill belong to him. The, whole, the, the, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So what is material or monetary gain going to benefit you when you meet your creator? And I think that, mm-hmm. that's a serious question that as a Christian, if you're scripting, you need to ask. I mean, as a non-Christian doing these things, you need to look at the source and the reason behind it. Yes, everybody wants to be happy. And and actually, one of one of the videos you said is like, um, if this was something, it if this was something that could bring you happiness, why would there still be so many persons with all this money that are unhappy, that are committing suicide, um, that are depressed? And that's because anything that you get without god you're just not you're just not gonna have that satisfaction within yourself because it's like you have all this money then what i mean mm-hmm. was a godly man he had all the riches in the world the bible saying was like the richest man that earth you know mm-hmm. one he could have it but when he obtained that wealth he realized you know what the whole duty of man serve god mm-hmm. serve god you can't be the richest man or as poor as lazarus but just serve God. That's the whole duty of man. So yes, mm-hmm. we want to live above our means, but at the same time, serve God. That That's the whole point of this thing. That's the whole thing where scripting is distracting us, is that it's not allowing us to focus on the main duty of man, which is to serve God. It's not for material gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this, the the whole three heavings thin and, and whatnot, that's something that we'll definitely have to delve into for another video. But I think um, after watching this video, if this was something that I was doing in the past as a Christian, I would want to know then what should I do instead if I want to get those things, if I want to get the 100,000, if I want the car, if I want the house, what should I be doing instead of scripting, manifesting Wow. That's what I would want to know, right? Okay. Well, I I don't have that answer because the truth is I don't know if that's God's intention for your life. Mm-hmm. And that's 
God wants you to remain living paycheck to paycheck? No, definitely not. That's not the God we serve. But at the same time, um, I think we talked about in another video called um, When God Doesn't Answer Prayers. If you mm -hmm. get this hundred thousand or if you get this house, will this, how will this affect your relationship with God? And so God is wise. I know one thing I love about my grandfather, he's like, listen, me no rich, I me ask God for money all the time, but we say, God, if it's going to make me lose my salvation, don't give me it. You know, and so... Translation like, for those who are not Caribbean. <laughs> Translation, because I'm pretty sure there's going to be people that are not Caribbean. Essentially, what awesome. our grandfather just said is he'll pray to God asking for money because he doesn't have any, but he also makes sure to ask that if it's going to make him lose his salvation in the process, though, then don't do it. Him, right? I saw, so, yeah, <laughs> it's all about the intention behind why you want these things. Mm -hmm. because, I mean, so what if you're living in an apartment that you're not so well pleased with? You, what about the man who is sleeping on the cardboard? You know, what about the man who is sleeping under the tree? What about the man who just doesn't even have shelter when it rains? So we have to just be so thankful for the little that we have because yes if God chooses to bless us he will bless us in due time but at the same time you're not suffer you're not dying you're not suffering so we just have to be um you know Paul said you know he learned how to be um a base and like come like he would he would he learned how to be comfortable with little and nothing and and he knew how to um manage when he had things so he he learned with christ that even if he has a little or even if he has a lot that the most important thing was his relationship with christ he learned how to abase and abound he says um you know so we just have to learn how to abase and abound and when it is god's will for our life then he will pour out those blessings it's not that we shouldn't pray and it's not that we shouldn't let our um, you know, that works is dead. We shouldn't work towards certain things. But at the same time, if, you know, when Paul was evangelizing, the Lord said, you know, don't go here. Don't go here. Don't go here. Don't go to Rome. Like he blocked him from evangelizing in certain places at certain times. But eventually his final destination was Rome. That's, that's where we know he was last in Rome. And so like, when the Lord releases you to do something, when he releases that house, when he releases that car, when he releases that husband, then it will be for you. You will see that it will come so easy. Like, you will, you'll just wake up and you're like, God, man, I wasn't even trying. When did this happen? Because that's how God works. His timing is not our timing. But in the meantime, we have to learn how to just be satisfied with what we have. Because if we're not suffer, you know, he said, no he won't allow us to beg for bread. So we just have to learn to be content in our situation and know that God is there with us. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I, I, clearly, clearly, that message was, clearly that message was for me and I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw what you were doing. I don't know where it came from. I'm, thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, anyway, sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm paired a little bit here, but so I'll give yeah, you guys a little yeah. testimony behind everything. Time for a little confession here, guys. So, <laughs> so the funny thing is, I can actually really relate to a lot of people out there where they kind of just get fed up and you, you're, you're praying to God about something, but he's not answering it or, you know, you just don't see things changing for you and, and you kind of become frustrated and you, and you become upset because that was me very recently like this past recent recent um weekend recently and my sister knows because I was complaining to her and rah, 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 I was so miserable <laughs> but I and you know what um how I came across the how what I came across at the end is slightly different to what you're saying familiar but different but essentially I was just so fed up I was like God like why are you not answering my prayers and and like why don't you want to help me why are you not listening to me are you ignoring me like I, that's the point that I reached and I was like crying I was frustrated I was complaining to everyone and then eventually I kind of woke up a little you can say mm -hmm. and I realized that 
a lot of the things I was asking God to help me with, I was the one that got myself in the situation. God did not do that. Mm. And so I was there um, blaming God for not helping me when I should have been looking in the mirror and realizing all the things that I did that put me in the situation that I'm in. So I I think what I learned from that was that I I should be more self-aware of 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 the things that I'm doing and 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 the decisions that I make, especially when I make decisions without asking God first, because then you become very miserable. Oh yes. Because some of the things, some of the decisions that you make, if you do not ask God if if that's something that you should be doing, you might end up regretting when you do that, those things, those decisions. And so I come to realize that I need to start taking responsibility for the things that I've done. And I still pray to God and I still ask him, you know, in the meantime, it may not be, it may not be your time, God, but in the meantime, I will prepare so that when you do open that door and I have that opportunity, I'm ready. So as an example, if it's something like, something silly like me wanting a house. I've talked about it in other videos before. This wasn't what I was frustrated about, but this is an example. Me wanting a house. In the meantime, I should be saving. I should be working on my credit score. I'm not sure that's something that you guys deal with in Jamaica, but credit score, they they have credit scores in Jamaica? Yeah, I don't think it's as prevalent, but they do have it. Okay, so in Canada, especially in the US, credit is quote unquote, the the be all and end all. And so in the meantime, those are things that you should be mastering so that when God says, okay, go to RBC today out of the blue and that's where your spirit is leading you to go and you go in and you find out that you're approved for something, if you have no savings, if you're not ready, what if, you're going to miss that window of opportunity because in that time when you should have been preparing and waiting for God's time, you were there being miserable and complaining. So I don't know. That's the, that's the realization that I came to. It may have been a little bit different from what other people might come to. But I realized that I need to stop blaming God and, and asking him to save me from every little thing that I've done to cause it. And I need to start taking responsibility and preparing so that when God is saying, okay, now is the time, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump on it. I'm ready to do this. And I think also... Another thing that I realized is that I was so frustrated and I was so upset with how my life was that I stopped praying. I wasn't praying as often as I should have. I'm not reading scripture. I'm just not doing things to continue my relationship with God and even um, focus on focusing on um, evangelizing for his, for his kingdom. I started focusing more on all my problems and less on my relationship with God. And so that's something else that I realized that I need to stop doing. I need to always keep God at the center and praying. And so one thing I've started to do now is I've started to kind of create my own schedule ahead of time so that I'm not scrambled and all over the place. And I wanna make, and one of the first things I said is as soon as I wake up in the morning, I need to start praying. Whenever I have any downtime, either during my lunch or even after work, I need to be reading my Bible. I need to be listening to um, books on Audible that I've bought. I have so many books that I've bought um, for like apologetics that I I was really interested in learning. And I just need to get back more into the word and and, and get back into that relationship with God where I could just be talking to him like it's just a regular conversation, like it's anything. And not only reaching out to him when I need help. Mm. So, yeah. I think it just summed up manifesting right there. But, well, I never, I never did. So I never did anything type of manifesting or anything. Right, it was right. me like, God, I need help with this. I need you to do this for me. I need you to, you know, instead of me praying and saying, you know, God, I want to glorify your name. God, thank you for this morning. You know, thank you for my family and friends. Thank you for my health. Thank you for waking me up today. Things that I used to do before. Instead, I would be waking up and I'd be miserable. Oh, this is an, uh, this bill, uh, like I was just all over the place. And so I think I kind of, that was just a, a learning lesson for me. And God's just like, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because after I came to the realization, I was like, oh, that's what you were doing. You were doing, you were not, you were not answering me because you wanted me to come to this realization. 
that's me talking to a god like having a full-out conversation like oh in your infinite wisdom so this is what you wanted to do <laughs> but anyway so no, but that's, that's cool. you just you just you just describe what manifesting does to people even though you weren't manifesting per se this is this is the reality behind it like okay, I want this. And so if I don't get this, then I'm going to be miserable. And so mm -hmm. I want, but I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm going to get it the way that, because you, you know, heaven forbid you had gone that way. Like, okay, God's not doing this. I hear about this manifesting. Let me try it. You know what I mean? Like when there's, there's little like sly way that the enemy will come in and, and deceive you. Mm -hmm. so like the fact that you had to come to the realization that, you know, it's not about the material things. It's about your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. that, is, that, that just drove the whole point home of mm -hmm. um, what we were saying. It's about your relationship with God. It's not about getting material, um, accruing like material things. It's about your relationship with God. And yeah. I just have to like, I just have to give God so much praise because um, before I came on, I was like, we didn't really get to do it, but but, you know, you, you know, God still, <laughs> you know, he's sovereign and he will just do things his way. But when we came on, I just, before I came on, I just had this attitude of gratitude. I just wanted to praise him and, and you know, tell him thank you. I think, this is our, um, I think this is our eighth or our ninth recording. And I, I'm just so grateful to God that he's allowed us to even you know, be here doing this recording and here you are talking about being grateful and getting up and telling him thanks. And it's just those simple things that, that make a difference. And I, I know that I am grateful for the opportunity um, to be recording this um, with you and just in general, because a lot of times, and I know as I can look back over my life, the amount of things that I wanted to do that I didn't do. But, you know, I, I, I thank God that, you know, we came up with the, like he gave us the idea and that he is allowing us to, to continue on. And I hope that um, he will continue on um, to, to allow us to minister to others because it, it's truly blessing me and helping me grow. And, and I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. I do. Honestly, I do. And I, it's so funny because we were supposed to do this topic, like, a week or two ago and it didn't end up working out but the timing is perfect because of of just how life happens and yeah, it, it, yeah. everything is just there's no such thing as coincidence when it comes to god yeah, he yeah. knows how he knows when to do it and his time yeah. is is the right time so Definitely. yeah I'm, I'm really happy we we decided to do this as well even though before the video <laughs> know it we were like okay, let's get 15 minutes because i don't know what we're gonna talk about or you rushing me to eat and drink my water because you want to get started i'm gonna go over there right now <laughs> yeah, no, no no guys we're we're joking we but, we mess uh, with each other a lot but yeah so i guess my final thoughts on the topic and I'll just post the topic again is manifesting God God is manifesting godly and I think we've pretty much answered the question and the answer is no and the reason why is because like we mentioned um it does not involve God it involves self and 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 vanity and and materialistic things it, it doesn't have God at the center and so if you are a Christian out there and, and you're and you believe that it was something that was good, we're hoping from watching this video, we've changed that perspective. And, and that's something that you can go and pray about and ask for repentance, because, you know, um, we are we are humans. We are flawed. We we're not perfect like Christ. And God understands that. And, and for those people that are non-believers that they've done it, I'm hoping that our message will break through to you as well. So that you understand what type of, like, I would say, ungodly things that you're touching and, and inviting into your life. And I'm just hoping that something in this video spoke to your spirit to say, okay, you know, I should stop doing these things now because they're not of God. And especially if you're going down the path and you're going down that journey where you want to start walking with God, you want to make sure that you're going down the right path. And especially the enemy 
he's so annoying. He knows when you're going to try and do something. So he'll mm. always try to do something to block you or lead you astray. And so we're just hoping that this video opens up your eyes to the enemy's plan and what the enemy is trying to do in your life and that you decide to change it and change path and you go to the godly side of things. And for those who want to know how, how do you get things then, that's something that we also answered. That's something we said that that's something you continue to pray about. And maybe the things that you are praying for, it's just not the time right now. So in the meantime, you should be preparing for when God opens the door for that opportunity, for that blessing, for what you're asking for. And trust me, I don't know about you guys, but in the past, whenever it's something that I ask for, God always gives me more than what I've asked for. So if it's something that you haven't received yet, it's something that eventually will happen, or maybe it's just something that's not meant for you as well. So you have to be realistic in the situation and you have to pray to God and ask about that as well. Is that something of his will? Is that something for you? That's something you should be asking for clarification and discernment and whatnot as well. Amen. Well, my um, closing words for today, um, actually, um, I just, I really feel led in my spirit um, to just say, maybe you are an unbeliever and um, for some reason, the Holy Spirit is, is tugging on your heartstrings and you want to give your life to God. You don't have to wait to go to church. You can do it right now, sitting in front of your laptop, in front of your phone, whatever, um, if, if you feel that conviction, um, if, if you feel as though God is calling you, then this is the day, this is the time, this is the hour. So we're just going to um, just pray with you right now. Um, that God is faithful and just to forgive your sins. All you have to do is come to him um, with a pure heart and just um, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord, that he, came, he died for your sins. Um, the third day he rose and now he is seated at the right hand of God waiting to redeem those who believe in him. So we're just going to pray, even if it's that one person out there right now who just um, God wants to touch, we just, we're going to send that word to you right now. So let's just pray. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for that sister. We thank you for that brother that has been ministered to your Holy Spirit, oh Lord. We know that wherever they are right now, if they're in their living room, if they're in their workplace, oh Father God, even if they're on the street corner, that you are able to save them, oh Father God. They do not need a building. They do not need a man. They need you. They need God. And so right now as they confess it with their mouth and they believe in their heart that you are Lord and that you are God, oh Father God. And as they repent and they ask for forgiveness, oh Lord, we know that you are faithful and just to forgive them of all unrighteousness. So, oh Lord, right now would you just go into their, their situation, go into that location and touch them and know that you are there with your Holy Spirit, oh Father God, because you are not you're transnational. You're not bounded by by denomination or by location, oh Father God, but you're able to touch and, and do whatever you want, wherever and whenever you want, because before God, you exist outside of time, yet you are always on time right now, Father God, and we know that this is the perfect time right now, and so we just ask for that brother and for that sister, whatever they be going through, Father God, that you will just step into that situation, Father God, and that you will just save, you will heal, and you will deliver once more, Father God, we know that you are the God who doesn't lie, you said that you wish that none should perish, and as they come to you, you will have eternal life, because that is why you send your son, Jesus Christ, and that's why he died on the cross, and we know that they are forgiven. We know that they're not perfect, and that they will fall short of your glory every day, because that's what each and every one of us go through, but we know that on that day when every new confesses and every tongue must tell that you will call them and say, welcome, come, come home, my good and faithful servant, that you will not turn them aside, oh Father God, because you are faithful. And so we thank you for that brother, we thank you for that sister right now that has given their life to you. And so we bless you, we exalt your name, and we give you all the glory. 
in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes, Jessica. Yes. If you, whoever you are, wherever you are, um, find a church that you can attend um, and just begin mm -hmm. to serve the Lord. Just begin to read your word and fellowship. Don't let the enemy um, deceive you. You are saved. You are saved. Once you have repented, once you believe and confess that Jesus is Lord, then you are saved. And so be blessed. We hope we would love to hear from you if you want to, but it's not about us. It's about God. And so just know that you are saved and the enemy can never take that from you. Even mm -hmm. if you go to and you buck your toe and you swear, mm -hmm. that doesn't make you any less saved. This thing is a daily thing that we work out with our God and you will get there and just be faithful and know that God is faithful. So those are my closing words for today. Awesome. Well, honestly, we really hope you guys enjoyed this video for this week. Um, stay tuned. In another two weeks from now, we'll be releasing another video. And we thank you guys so much for the support and just sharing it with family and friends. And like we like when we originally started this, we said that we are hoping that these conversations will not just stop at our video. It would lead yes. to like your your the conversation in your household, at your youth service, at church, at, with your family and friends. So we're just hoping that talking about God can just become more common and not just only for church things. It could just be yeah. things outside of church as well. So, Definitely. yes. All right. That, well, thank you guys so much. Gospel, that's how the gospel will get um, spread, you know? It doesn't have to be this formal preachy preachy. It can just be casual conversation. Conversation. Mm -hmm. right, well, thank you guys so much. We hope to see you guys in the next two weeks. Bye, guys. All right. Be blessed. Have a good week.